This is the Hidden Wire Podcast, episode 900, my interview with Susanna Hallinan. Enjoy. Welcome to the Hidden Wire's 30-minute power segment. I am passionate about creating a lifestyle that minimizes suffering and regret. The purpose of life is not simply to survive, but to thrive, and I believe we do that by creating a life with greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. Each week, I'll be delivering a 30-minute conversation with a guest expert on a topic that they are knowledgeable and passionate about with the purpose to inspire and educate us all. I don't have all the answers. I'm simply trying to figure life out. And through greater awareness and understanding, I can put into practice what I learn to further my life's progression. I can't give you your life's map. I can't show you the way, but I can assist you in discovering your why. I can help you define your life's compass to guide you purposefully to act on and pursue your life's desires. And from there, watch happiness ensue. My guests are the experts. They are the people I learn from. They provide the inspiration, education, and methodology that we can all benefit from in better navigating the ultimate life. Without further ado, let the show begin. Today's feature guest is Susanna Hallinan. The topic is happiness. Susanna, also known as the Happyologist, is a happiness life coach, motivational speaker, and writer. She uses the science of positive psychology to help you kill your self-doubt, embrace positive thinking, and build a lifestyle you love. She is the author of Screw Finding Your Passion, a published researcher, a TEDx speaker, and a regular contributor in the media for the BBC and the Huffington Post. Her recent book is titled Happiness Is Here, a 30-day guide to joy and fulfillment. You'll enjoy this topic with Susanna Hallinan, happiness. Hello. Susanna, welcome back to The Hidden Why. How are you going? Yeah, I'm doing very well. Thank you. And yourself? Um, excellent. Thank you. It's a beautiful uh, day in Australia here. How about yourself? You're uh, over there in the UK? Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's a bit wintry today. There's a bit of a, a Baltic air, so it's quite frisky. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, we've got the opposite conditions here. It's warm and humid and not not too great, but you get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, welcome back. Look, it's been, um, you were actually a past guest on the show, episode 169. Um, so this episode will be, I think, 580-something. Uh, so it's been a while since we last chatted, and I thought I'd invite you back on for this segment, and the topic that you've chosen, uh, which is certainly aligned with your work, is happiness. So tell us, what is this topic to you? How do you define happiness? Yeah, no, I mean, happiness for me is basically the purpose to our lives. <laughs> so I really believe that that's why we're here. We are meant to live happy, fulfilling lives. Um, and for me, in order to experience happiness, it's about having a healthy balance of positive emotions as well as a sense of purpose. So those two things together are what make happiness, um, is, is what makes happiness come alive for me. Okay, excellent. And why, um, why are you so passionate about this topic? Why is it so important to you? What's the connection? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a, a strong personal story um, behind that. I think I've always been uh, a natural pessimist and I've always basically been uh, not, not, not the happiest person. 
So when I discovered, yeah, exactly. So it's, um, I think it's the kind of lack of happiness that actually attracted me to the topic. And when I was kind of in the corporate world and trying to um, figure out my next steps and and whether to stay in it or do something different, because I was feeling unhappy and unfulfilled, I discovered the field of positive psychology, which is basically the signs of happiness and human performance. And it was just love at first sight. And ever since the moment I read the first book about it, I've just basically dived straight into it, step by step, more books, more blogs, then the courses, then the masters and everything. And with every step I took into positive psychology and, and of course, becoming um, the happyologist, I learned to basically be happier myself. So I went from being a natural pessimist into being a trained optimist. And Excellent. that's why I love, yeah, it's, it's amazing. And, that, and that's why I love doing the work that I do because I've taken that journey myself and I know that change and transformation is possible. And that's why I'm, I'm, I'm really passionate um, to help others to achieve this, the transformation I've managed to do myself. Yeah, well done. So uh, certainly out of scratching your own itch, you've, you've created a career and, and a, a lifestyle for yourself, which I'm sure is uh, very meaningful and provides you uh, a greater sense of purpose as well. Um, now, did you have another book coming out? Is that this? Yes, yes, absolutely. So actually, my second book has has, has just come out. Right. And yeah. it's called Happiness is Here, A 30-Day Guide to Joy and Fulfillment. And basically, there's 30 really short to the point chapters in it. And each chapter is designed to be read in a day. So the idea is that you read one chapter a day for 30 days, and then you practice the tip that I teach in each of the each of the chapters, because they're all designed to be done um, on a day-to-day basis. Um, and yeah, the thing I really noticed writing this book compared to my first one. My first one was a little bit more philosophical um, around the topic of passion and there were some practical bits on on in it as well. Mm. But this book really focuses on, right, okay, this is one learning around happiness and this is how you can practice it in your day-to-day. So it's really hands-on, it's really practical um, and it's basically the 30 tips I share in it are what made this transformation possible for me. I think these 30 tips have been the most influential in my life, which is why I wanted to share it um, with you as well. Yeah, fantastic. Look, so for the audience uh, listening out there today, thanks for, for tuning in first of all. Uh, but what I will do is stick all the links in the show notes and uh, certainly the links for this book. So if you'd like to pick up a copy, that would probably be the best place to start uh, if you want to um, you know, create more happiness in your life and um, turn into a bit of an optimist uh, if that is the case. So look, it sounds like a, a fantastic read. I haven't read it yet. I believe you did send me a copy, so do apologize for that. Uh, but we'll get to it. Um, now, I want to just jump back a little bit to the purpose of life. Now, um, mm. For my interest, you know, it seems that the purpose of life is survival, um, and I tend to agree with you as well. Happiness seems to be a big part of that survival. How do you mm. link those two? Because certainly, survival and and reproduction, I guess, as well, um, yeah, seems to be the purpose of all life. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and the thing with, um, well, one of the chapters in the book actually talks about this and it talks about how when we are happier, we are actually more successful. So it's kind of happiness also breeds our survival in a way. Because um, the reality is there's so much research around happiness now that talks about it's, it's when we are happier and more fulfilled, we're more productive, we're more creative, we have more meaningful relationships, we create stronger bonds, um, we have a stronger immune system. Basically, the list goes on. Mm. So when we're actually investing in our happiness and learning to choose a more positive mindset, be a bit more proactive and really practice resilience in the face of challenge, that's when we're actually also more likely to survive and not only to survive, but to actually to thrive and, and, and really succeed. And that's why I think it is so important for us to really, you know, develop our happiness just just as we were to develop our muscles, like going to the gym and stuff like that. So that's how I like to how I like to think about it as well. You know, we go to the gym, we exercise, we work out, we work on our bodies, um, but sometimes we forget to work on our minds. And actually when we work on our minds and, and learn to harness that positive mindset, then we're actually more successful in pretty much every area of our lives. Yeah, perfect. I, I do wonder, I mean, is it is it out of the need to survive, we you know seek to fulfill our fundamental human needs which I sort of feel then leads to a greater state of joy or happiness. Um, does it go in reverse as well then? So do we sort of seek to improve our happiness and that sort of works to fulfill our fundamental needs, therefore accommodating our, our survival? Yeah, definitely. I definitely think it goes both ways. Um, and even with like happiness, survival, both things work because we're humans, we're forever dynamic and we're forever evolving. So that means we're always looking to grow, to develop for the next challenge, for the next opportunities. So whether it is about survival or personal development or career or relationships, we're always looking for the next step. And also it's this growth and this evolving that's continuously happening that is also helping us to feel more fulfilled because as humans we are our happiest and also our most successful when we are growing and developing and it is that growth and continuous involvement that also gives more of that sense of purpose so it kind of leads us back to that as well okay excellent uh yeah i tend to agree what is and you also touched on uh, number number one is positive emotions and the second one was purpose as well. Mm. Uh, let's go to purpose first. What what is purpose? I mean, we we often and there's so many you know purpose coaches out there that will show you your purpose in life. Um, I'm not too sure. I agree with it. <laughs> uh, what what is purpose to you? Like, how do we break that down so it doesn't sound like it's something that we're going to be um, struck with you know one day when we're walking outside in the streets. No, absolutely. And I think that's one of the misconceptions, perhaps, around purpose. People think that we're supposed to have this one big purpose. It's like going to hit us like an epiphany and that's it, our life sorted. That's the legacy we want to leave behind. But it's actually a little bit more complex than, than that. Um, but there's kind of two nuances in it, there is the day-to-day -day sense of purpose that you get from understanding why you actually do what you do. So just understanding the why behind every action, because in reality, if you don't know why you're doing something, you kind of need to question, well, if I don't know why I'm doing it, why is it that I'm actually doing it? Because then maybe your time is better spent doing something else. And then on the other side, there is that bigger sense of purpose to try and understand, right, okay, 
why is it that I'm actually here on planet Earth? You know, how is it that I can connect to myself, um, to others and to the world in a more meaningful way? So you can go uh, as, as, as kind of individual and as focused as just thinking about trying to create meaningful connections to your immediate life. And then, of course, you can go bigger as well and, and talk about a bigger sense of meaning when it comes to contributing to society in a bigger way. But there is no right or wrong answer here. And I think sometimes people get a little bit overwhelmed with the idea that, oh, purpose, oh, I don't know what my life purpose is. Oh my God, I need to like cure cancer or abolish poverty or something like that. And it doesn't have to be that. Just purpose is basically you connecting meaningfully to your own life and to your own actions. And I think we need to kind of rein it in a bit and start with that before we start thinking massive change and massive transformation. Because of course, that's wonderful and that's beautiful. And and we need that kind of ambition as well to create positive change in the world. But first, we need to start with ourselves and our immediate environment and connecting that that sense of purpose into our day-to-day lives yeah well said i think uh you know having that that ambition and and you know we all sort of think that we have to be you know rock stars in the sense that we yeah. have to have this ultimate purpose that is big 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 uh that can actually have the you know adverse effects on our happiness as well because um uh, you know if you're not achieving what you think you should be doing or what you believe your purpose is that might be um sort of limiting um, to, to that positive mindset as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's exactly that we need to kind of meaningfully connect to, to the journey and not just that end ambition or end goal or end dream, whatever that is. It's about meaningfully connecting to every step in the way. Um, and then also using those steps as feedback, because sometimes you might realize, wow, I thought that was kind of my ambition and my dream, but, ooh, maybe actually it doesn't feel quite right. And then actually allowing yourself to realize, ooh, maybe I need to adapt my path a bit. Maybe there is something else that that brings me more fulfillment. Um, And just being kind of open to to, to feedback that you receive when you are taking these actions and, and connecting with yourself. Yeah, yeah, I like it. So really, you know, when you talk about purpose, I like that sort of micro and macro sort of um, idea of purpose. Um, so, you know, the day-to-day, finding purpose in what you do. And I love that question about, you know, why am I doing this? I, I think that's one that I uh, have often asked myself over the last several years. Uh, and it's really helped my, my life become a minimalist sort of life where I'm just, you know, really focused on doing what's important to me and getting rid of mm. all that other rubbish. And that's certainly uh, led to a, a greater sense of happiness in my life, to be honest, um, because none of that other stuff sort of worries me now. It doesn't clutter my life and it just allows mm. me to, to live beautifully, I guess. Uh, as funny as that might sound to some people. Uh, and then the macro level as well, it's really about, you know, connecting with your um, your values and being integral uh, to those mm. values too, more importantly for me, um, as I just reflected on, on what you've said. So I really like that and I think that's really important for people to take away uh, and, you know, assess their own lives um, and knowing that, you know, they are enough um, and really focusing on perhaps the process rather than the, the result. Would that make sense? Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Because it's if we're not enjoying the journey, then we kind of are not going to enjoy the result either. And, you know, the end outcome, the goal, the result, whatever it is that we're 
looking to achieve, when we get there, we pretty much usually celebrate it for like two seconds and then we just set another goal or another thing that we want to achieve. And that's why it is so important to really enjoy and really focus on being fulfilled in every step of the way. And, and like you say, the process and, and the journey in itself. Um, and just to comment as well on what you said about a lifestyle of, you know, simplicity and decluttering your life. And and I mean, I'm so with you on that. I mean, I'm, I'm Nordic originally, so I'm, I'm simplicity all the way in every way, also yeah. with interiors and everything. Um, but I, exactly what you said about decluttering your life. You know, there's a lot of people who are very good at decluttering maybe their wardrobes or their, you know, surroundings or maybe even their computer, but then they forget to actually look at their life and see, wow, okay, what is there that's in my life that's that's not fulfilling, that's not meaningful, that's that's not basically having any purpose. Because if we don't, like you say, declutter and cleanse, we kind of are holding ourselves back and we're not making the room that we need in order to achieve maybe other new amazing things that we could be doing if, if we just made a little bit space for it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so it's not just about what we have, but about what we do in our life as well. Exactly. And perhaps even what we think. Um, absolutely. It's a good way to look at it. Uh, now, I did have a question there that just slipped my mind. Oh, the, the connection between purpose and meaning. Is, mm. is, is finding purpose in those moments, finding purpose in, in our life, sort of create more meaning? Exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly that, yeah. Because when we kind of purposefully connect to the different elements of our lives, like you say, whether it's actions or people or, or other things, then we actually have a whole sense of meaning come alive into our lives. And that's what brings a more fulfilling type of happiness that for, kind of goes far beyond just, you know, smile and joy and stuff like that, but something really deep and more sustainable and long-term that, that really stays in your heart. Yeah, I like that. And that's a really good point um, to touch on because I think there's a lot of misconception around the, the definition of happiness or term of happiness. I think there's perhaps even two, I don't know. Um, but certainly mm. when people say happiness, you, you know, you're thinking of, of those pleasures and rewards um, rather than that sort of deeper sense of joy, I guess. Um, how do you yeah. sort of separate them or, or define them? Well, that well, that's just it because yes, half of happiness is about the positive emotions. So you know, having a good laugh, savoring food, pleasure, joy, all those things for sure, of course. But the other half is that sense of meaning and and purposefully connecting to your life. And the reality is, sometimes when things are actually tricky and difficult or challenging, you might not be experiencing joy or or any of the positive emotions because you're feeling challenged and perhaps a bit under pressure or stressed. But because you're connecting to something, you're connecting to yourself, you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, you're developing yourself, then you're actually connecting to yourself and to the wider world in a more meaningful way. So you're actually getting a sense of purpose. And that's why sometimes people forget that, oh, happiness, it's all about joy, laughter, this and that. You can't experience negative emotions, blah, blah, blah. And, and that's all a myth. Yeah. You know, the negative emotions, stress, anxiety, things like that, those are kind of almost like... I mean, they're essential, 
in order for you to live a full human life. It's just about you kind of understanding what they mean and using them as a compass to basically direct you or, or you know, maybe they alert you if you're on the wrong path and you're like, oh, okay, that's, I'm feeling a little bit anxious or nervous or stressed or, oh, okay, is this because I'm pushing myself out of my comfort zone um, and I just need to kind of work through it and be more confident? Or is it actually because I'm on the wrong path and I need to kind of adjust my sails a little bit? So I think it's really important for us to remember that happiness is not the absence of negative emotions. It's just your ability to basically manage them in an effective way. Okay, well said. And I really like that. I mean, you sort of touched on that at the start, didn't you? Where it's you know about the balance of positive emotions and purpose in our life. And um, certainly now that makes a lot more sense having, having had the conversation with you today. Um, mm. so what are, what are some really good tips that we can leave the audience? I want to encourage uh, you guys to go out there and pick up a copy of Susan's book because I think it'd be a great start uh, if it's a topic of interest, uh, which I assume it is for everyone, but, um, pick it up. But Susanna, what's a, a few tips, um, to really help us, uh, jump into uh, a deeper state of happiness and joy in our lives. Um, the one that comes to mind for me that has certainly helped me is awareness um, which you can mm. probably relate, but yeah, in your own words and your own advice for our audience. Yeah, I mean, my number one tip is always practicing an attitude of gratitude. So I have, again, a chapter um, on this uh, in, in the book itself. And if you really want to start embracing this attitude of gratitude, there's a brilliant exercise based on positive psychology that you can do, which is basically you finish every day by writing down three specific things that you were most grateful for in your day. And they really have to be something that actually happened in the day or provoke you to be grateful for that. So it's not like, oh, I'm grateful for my family and I'm grateful for my job because those are very vague and they're not specific to the day. Maybe it's, oh, I'm grateful for uh, a fun meeting I had with my client and I felt really appreciated and loved and I was reminded of why I do the work I do. You know, that could be one of the things or I'm really grateful for um, my brother because he's incredibly supportive and I really enjoyed the Skype chat we had today just talking about uh, life and philosophies in general. So making them really specific to something that happened in your day. And if you actually do that practice, so basically writing down three specific things you're grateful for every day, and if you do it for about 21 days or even longer, to be honest, if you can, that's when you start to shift your perspective and mindset and you actually start to look for things to be grateful for in your day. And this is the first exercise I did as well when I got into positive psychology and started making the transformation. And this is the exercise I also go back to if I'm ever feeling a bit stressed or anxious or overwhelmed, and it always works. It's really brilliant. It completely refocuses your mind and puts everything into a more positive light. So that's definitely the number one um, tip that I'd encourage you to practice. So is it important to write down those, those thoughts? Yes, yes. Always pen and paper because pen, whether it's the gratitude exercise or setting goals or writing intentions or affirmations, pen and paper, there's a lot of research that suggests that when you do it with pen and paper, you're much more likely to um, stick with it if it's like a goal or an affirmation or something like that. And with the gratitude exercise, when you're putting it down pen and paper, you feel even more meaningfully connected to it because you're actually putting ink on paper, you see it, you can read back it, it feels more personal, you 
feel more connected to it. Um, and it also actually helps you to think more, more of the more things that you could be grateful for, because whenever you use pen and paper, you activate more of the learning centers in your brain. And hence, it's easier to come up with more ideas and more things. So in general, with any creative exercise, going old school and using, you know, pen and paper is, is, is always the way to go. Yeah, great. Okay. And what are a couple more? Another one that I recommend is actually smiling. (laughs) Very simple, um, but I think we forget it a lot. And the thing with moods are that moods are incredibly contagious. So if you actually even force yourself to smile, you already start a positive chemical production uh, in in your body. And when you force yourself to smile and then you release these happy hormones, then your kind of body is telling your mind, ooh, I'm feeling better. And then you want to smile even more. So even a fake smile can basically start like a happy hormone reaction. And then the magic is when you basically project that smile to the outside world, to it could be strangers on the street, it could be a team in your work environment, it could be you know your partner, your family, your friends. It's contagious. You know, it's very hard to look at someone and not smile because mm. when a person sees another smile, you're basically it's your the mirror neurons in your brain are subconsciously getting activated. So it immediately thinks, "Oh, I need to match that smile. I need to match that smile." Um, which is why both positive and neg- negative emotions are incredibly contagious. So I always encourage people to just practice more smiling, and even if you're just wandering the streets or jumping in the bus or wherever you are, just just put a smile. Think of something positive and then put out a smile because you'll feel more better for it and you'll also start to spread positive vibes around you. Yeah, yeah it's really true. It's something that I struggled with uh, for a lot of my 20s, actually. I didn't really smile. I took things so seriously. Um, yeah. <laughs> and just as I turned my life around, I started to smile more naturally anyway. But, um, you know, certainly... Uh, our body postures and, and how we look and, and stand as well um, all have mm. an influence over over that um, positive psychology, I guess, doesn't it? So that's a great yeah. one. And one last one. Yeah, I mean, going back to what you said about awareness, um, another tip I'd like to share is, is definitely just taking the time to reflect because mm-hmm. I think we don't take enough time to just pause and reflect and think about our days and our weeks and our months and just think just think about, okay, well, what is maybe end the week and just say, look, look back on the last seven days and think about, okay, well, what is what is the one learning that I've basically gone through this week? And maybe another thing, okay, what is one success that happened this week? Um, and maybe a third one, what is like the most beautiful moment you've had this week? Because just taking the time just to look back on your week and just exploring a little bit of what's been happening, what you've learned, what you've achieved, what have been some beautiful moments, you start to, again, bring more of that sense of purpose and meaning in because I think one of the reasons why we're kind of losing the sense of fulfillment in our modern age is because we're rushing around, we're so busy, we're constantly connected to our smartphones and we're not just taking enough moments to just pause and to reflect and just connect with ourselves and just explore um, our lives a little bit deeper. So that would be my third tip. So just make some time on a weekly basis, just just reflect on, on the past week. Yeah, it's a really good one. Now, a question that I've just um, come to mind because I've recently uh, moved back to Australia and my schedule's a little bit out and I used to journal um, pretty religiously every morning. Mm. Uh, 
Uh, but just on that note of gratitude practice there, I thought um, just in this moment that perhaps it'd be a good idea to write those gratitudes down at the end of every day and then do my journal post at the end of the day rather than the start of the day. Now, I've never done that before, but do you typically journal daily? Yeah, I journal daily as well. So I, I do, yeah, I, I do a bit of everything. <laughs> but but yeah, but I'm 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 also a writer, so I love journaling, writing the full works. Um, yeah. So I do that as well. Uh, and and you're right, I tend to journal at, in the morning, so first thing, just kind of get the creative juices flowing. And when I'm like starting the day with some focus on myself and just just exploring whatever is coming up, then and then I feel like I start the day on a more positive note, having started the day basically given myself with you know some some me time yeah yeah great and i think that's a really good one for that reflection practice as well as long as with the um, mm. you know, the, the the practice of gratitude uh, you know writing those those th- three things that you're grateful for down at the end of the mm. night, those moments really do allow you to have those moments of reflection so it's just about sort of you know using them ultimately first uh, and then from there mm. you can probably just build on it as well so Really appreciate that, uh, Susanna. It's been an awesome conversation. Uh, really lots of value, I believe, I hope. Um, so, guys, mm-hmm. we'd love to hear from you. So, if you have any comments, you can jump onto the Hidden Why. I think this is episode 584 or 85. Um, but type in Susanna Hallinan and you'll find the show notes there. Leave your comments and uh, also reach out to Susanna. So, her links uh, to her website will be in there as well. Thank her for coming on the show and make sure you pick up a copy of her book. Um, so, Susanna, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. It's been awesome, guys. Check it all out at thehiddenwire.com. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon. Thank you for tuning in and listening to today's conversation. I really hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've been able to take something away, something to help you create a more meaningful life, a life with greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. Guys, if you love the content that I produce here at The Hidden Why, there are a few ways you can support me. Firstly, connect with me. You can do so in a number of different ways. You can connect with me online at thehiddenwire.com or via social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. I would love to hear from you guys. I would love to connect with you. If you've got any thoughts, comments, feedback, suggestions or anything at all that you'd like to ask me, you can reach me at thehiddenwireguy at gmail.com. While you're there, guys, make sure you subscribe to thehiddenwire.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can be kept up to date with all the new episodes and happenings here at The Hidden Wire. If you love what you heard in this episode, guys, or any of the others, please share the love. Share it with your family, friends, and anyone you think that might get some value. If you haven't already done so, you can also leave me a review on iTunes. Simply head over to iTunes, type in the hidden why, click the ratings and reviews button, and leave me a short message plus a one to five star rating. It helps me reach more people. Once again, guys, I appreciate the time you've taken out of your day to support my show. Until next time, you know what to do. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose, and in doing so, you will discover your hidden why. This is the Hidden Why Podcast. My name is Liam Arnoldsey. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon.